This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. And good morning, Canada. Zucchino in studio alongside Adam Scully as Mr. Weeks is off in Monterey, California. Carmel by the sea, working, efforting for TSN. Do you think he's running right now? Uh, no, we let him sleep. He better be sleeping. Bob, you better not just be listening, having yeah. a coffee this morning. Well. We, you know, we kind of left you alone by design <laughs> so that you could get, you know, have some rest. So they did go late last night, Adam. Right? It was we went, 10 we went p.m. Late, wasn't and it? I, I got the emails that Bob interviewed Nick Taylor and Mike Weir, which we'll hear later in the show at about ten thirty our time. So they're still so, going. Yeah. So I hope he's taking advantage and, and relaxing because the leader today, who is Gary Woodland, will not go off until two forty-five p.m. Alongside 2.45 p.m. local time. Local time, Just, which is 5.45 yeah. Eastern. So I hope Bob is taking the time. He'll go off with uh, Justin Rose, who is the uh, former uh, U.S. Open champion, 2013 Marion yeah. champion. Uh, funny enough, Marion, another mm-hmm. U.S. Open venue of under 7,000. Yes, so I sense a go. theme here. There you go. So so it'll be Zucchino and Weeks for the next two hours and a U.S. Open, excuse me, Scully and Zucchino. I'm out of it still, Scully. I know, I know Bob and I are twins in every way, shape, and form. Not at all, actually. You know what's actually you, funny? You, not at all. It looks <laughs> like you, you could walk around with Bob under your arm as an accessory. Okay, I, that's, how, maybe, <laughs> that's how big you look. I, you okay. know, I, I could bench press Bob maybe a couple of times just to... Yes. You know what's funny, actually, oh, walking... Before, yeah, before no, you get please. on, before yeah. you get into this story, I want you yeah. to tell this story, but before we do... And we will reflect on last week. <laughs> you got to tell us your Dustin Johnson oh, yeah. story. Right, right off from the la- hop? Yeah, right off the hop oh, because, yeah. you know, you were out at the RBC Canadian Open last week. You're in the Adidas from head to toe. Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, it's Most of it's painted on because you're ripped. Okay? <laughs> well, it's, it, you know, it's a little All tight, right. but, you know, you know. So go ahead. Go, uh, so, go from there. So so I, I'm, I'm sitting in the keg in Hamilton. I actually don't have golf clothes on. I have I have a T-shirt on that might be a little tight, and uh, and and some jeans on, and actually the black jacket you actually have on right now, and I have a hat on pretty low. I have glasses on because I'm fairly blind, and it was very foggy. And I'm sitting there looking at my phone, and all I hear is, "Hey DJ, can I have an autograph?" And I look up at him, and I just start <laughs> laughing. And if I didn't laugh. I, w- I probably would have signed you up. Done, I taking I a selfie. So yeah. here's what I'm thinking. You yeah. and I hit the road yeah. as DJ and Sergio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, we, we were talking about hair before we came on the air. Sergio had a, had a sweet little uh, fresh fade yeah, done. Yeah, he's got and, it going. And you've got and, a, you've and got I a, a, yeah. so I Well, I get my phone rings with an update every time he changes his so I can. Sorry. Twins, Basil. Twins. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Scully and I are going <laughs> to jump into this for the next two hours. It's going to be mostly U.S. Open. We do have an in-studio guest, TJ Rule, Golfway Tours, uh, our good friend. We're going to talk a little bit about golf on the Monterey Peninsula in the San Francisco Napa area, that little region of the world, and also how you can incorporate other things into your golf holiday. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we'll also talk a little bit about uh, Ireland because you're going to be going there. Less I'm than going a to month there. away. Yeah, are you pumped? I'm very excited. Yeah, I figured we, we, we had one meeting with uh, the crew a couple of days ago. and How many is going? It's eight of us. Oh, that's a perfect so number. Four father-son combos. That's a perfect number. Yeah. Four fa- You know, that's, uh, take it from somebody who's done this a million times. And I've gone with 16. Yeah, that's, that's too. Yeah. It, it's, it becomes, well, I had a great time in Northern Scotland. Don't get me wrong. It was an absolute blast. But when you're traveling with 16 guys, it's like 
you, you don't really know. You're not necessarily having dinner with the same people. It's like yeah. it's like you don't know. It's two it's just, tables, it's two, to reservations, yes, four, four, some, yes, four tea and, times. And yeah, it's you, a hassle. You maybe play golf with somebody once or twice. Yeah, yeah. When you got eight, it's perfect because mm-hmm. the whole week you're golfing with the same guys. You're all dining together. It's a way more personal uh, experience. Mm-hmm. Uh 16's fine if you're going to somewhere down south and, and you're never leaving the resort. And you're all staying in one room, and you're all meeting at the pool, and you're all and everybody's walking, and yeah. there's no driving. You can do yeah. sixteen, but to do Ireland and Scotland and, and trips like that properly, good on you. Where are you starting, Juno? You know? uh, we are starting. I should know this, but our second rounds at Royal County Down. Our second so rounds at Royal. I'm, I'm going to pull up our itinerary for TJ to yeah. discuss with him. I got mine too. I bet you it's very similar. I'm going Perfect. a month after you, right? Ah, uh, yes. I bet you yes. it's very right, similar. Right, right, right. Very similar. Right. So looking forward to that. Okay, we're going to get into it. There's also big Canadian news. Let's start with some news and headlines. News and Headlines is brought to you by Golf PEI. With 400 fairways within a 45-minute drive, PEI is a golfer's paradise. Visit golfpei.ca to book your golf vacation and discover why PEI is Canada's number one golf destination. Well, Adam, before we jump headfirst into U.S. Open, the Meyer LPGA Classic on the LPGA Tour, Brooke Henderson, a three-shot lead after 36 holes. She opens with 64-64. The end of the first 64, there's a hole-in-one in there. And Brooke's at it again, uh, captain consistency on the LPGA Tour. And a chance to make Canadian history. She could she could become the all-time winningest uh, professional Canadian golfer of all time with a win this week. So uh, a couple of years ago, actually, when Brooks Koepka won his first U.S. Open in 2017, she also won the Meyer LPGA Classic the same week. So Ooh. she's done this before. Um, so it, it could be a huge week for golf in, in our country. 36 holes, only one bogey, and, of course, the uh, the ace as referenced yeah. in the first round. So good for Brooks. She's got a chance to win. Of course, long way to go, 36 holes, but good for her. Not as good news for Team Canada at the U.S. Open, although Nick Taylor makes the cut on the number, yeah. squeaked it in with a good comeback round on Friday. Uh, Mike, we're not going to see the weekend at Pebble Beach. Yeah, Mike, we're not going to see the weekend. Um, I mean, going into the week, he seemed pretty optimistic. He said Pebble Beach was one of his favorite courses in the world. Uh, a pair of three over rounds, um, as we'll hear later in the show, he, he said, uh, you know, it was all but missed opportunities for him. Uh, it, it, it's, it, I mean, the golf course, as we mentioned, isn't as long. So it's not like he's playing Beth Page Black, where he probably wouldn't have much of a chance to contend just because the course was 7,600 yards. But because this, this was under, he had chances to capitalize. But, you know, as we learned from watching Tiger throughout that round yesterday, you got to be on the right side of the hole. And if you're above the hole, you're playing defense from, you know, 10 feet and in instead of being below the hole. I was listening to my friend Carl Paulson yesterday, uh, who was uh, sitting in as analyst in the early half of the uh, radio coverage on, uh, on the U.S. Open. And he said, uh, playing well at, at uh, Pebble Beach is very simple. What the key to playing well there is, but you have to be very brave to do it. And it, the key is keeping your golf ball between the flagstick and the ocean. Because if you keep your golf ball between the flagstick and the ocean, you're always putting uphill. The challenge with that is, when you're, doing, when you're going around Pebble doing that, that means you're taking the smallest areas and the most dangerous lines. So if you, let's start at uh, seven, for instance. Okay, if you're keeping it between the flagstick and the ocean, that pins right on seven. Mm-hmm. You're aiming over the ocean. Eight, you're aiming over the ocean. Nine, you're aiming over yeah. the ocean. Ten, yeah. you're aiming. So you spend then coming home on eighteen. You're aiming over. The, so you spend the whole day at Pebble Beach. You know, t- 
aiming it over the ocean. Mm-hmm. That takes a lot of guts and bravery, but mm-hmm. that's how he says that's how you play well there is by pulling off those shots because you keep it under the hole all day. So, well, I, I've never had the pleasure of being there, but uh, I, I think you've had a couple of good rounds. I've, I've played there a couple times. Last time was the Monday after the AT&T last year after working the radio coverage. Right. Went out with uh, our friend Luke Elvey. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so Luke Elvey and I, because CBS has the course on Monday. Oh. So uh, now the rest of the media can play it on Tuesday for a reduced rate of $350. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a reduced rate of 350 bucks. That's the Perfect. media the media offering, <laughs> which is good because like uh, they have one tea time a day that they offer, I believe, where you don't have to be staying at the lodge. Really? Yeah. We're going to get this information from yeah, TJ. Yeah. We'll get this information from TJ. But uh, my understanding is there's one tea time a day where you don't have to be staying at the lodge. It's $550. Perfect. And you got to book it like 200, two, two uh, years in advance because yeah. thing's gone, right? Uh, otherwise, you're uh, one night at the lodge or Spanish, uh, a Spanish bay, the inn at Spanish Bay, mm-hmm. which I think starts at around seven hundred and fifty dollars a night. They start the rooms, and more often than not, unless you're there in December or January, it's a two night minimum. So let's just go with the two night minimum at seven fifty, which is the entry rate. That's fifteen hundred dollars plus your five fifty at Pebble Beach. So they ask what the green fee is at Pebble. It's really two grand American. Yeah. To play, yeah, two grand American is really what the green fee is. So I guess the three fifty is probably That's not, not bad. probably not yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. But I got lucky enough to get in on the Monday because uh, not everybody from CBS was taking advantage of it. They had a ton of space. I, I just shake my head, but it's one of those things. Yeah. I guess when you do it every year, you just kind of become, oh yeah, no, it's a spell beat. Eh, I don't need to do that again, right? So they had hardly anybody out there. Perfect. So Luke said, "Do you want to play in my group? I've I've got a hole of mine." So off I went. And wow. I played on my, it was and it was awesome. And the sun was out, and we played in like four and a half hours instead of six, because the one knock against Pebble Beach is because... Takes for... Uh, yeah. Well, it's a six-hour round, because people have been waiting their whole lives to play Pebble mm-hmm. Beach, and rightfully so, and they're stopping, and they're taking photos everywhere, and I'm going to recreate Tom Watson's shot from the left corner yeah. behind the green at 17, and I'm going to go sit on the fence like Jack. I want my picture, on, you know, like I'm Jack sitting on the fence in my final year. So you go through all yeah. that, which is similar to the old course of St. Andrews, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there's certain places in the world where that's allowed, and that's one of them. But yeah. yes, but you've got to do it. You okay. got to do it. Okay. I, I keep saying that I'm going to do it for my 50th birthday. I'm going to do the 20 years from now. Well, well thank, you. <laughs> thank you. The way I'm feeling this morning, it's going to be in about two months. But uh, I keep saying I'm going to do it for my 50th, but yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to hold out that long. Mm. I might have to come up with an excuse. Maybe we'll go together. Who knows? Maybe we should. Maybe. Maybe we should. Maybe we should uh, force TJ to go. I like that. Golf Talk Canada <laughs> reason to be there. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, their leaderboard at the U.S. Open looks like this. We're going to jump into some audio from our leaders of the U.S. Open. Gary Woodland at nine under par. All he does is play big championships. Well, I'm surprised he wasn't. You know, we had him as a dark horse at Beth Page, mm-hmm. and to me, Beth Page is way more Gary Woodland 100%. golf course than Pebble Beach. But here he is at Pebble, 68-65. He's the leader, nine under par. Two shots over Justin Rose, former U.S. Open player, former number one in the world, seven under par, two back, 65-70. Louis Oosthuizen trying to join Jack Nicholas. And Tiger Woods as major champions at the Old Course and Pebble. Crazy, pretty good to double dip on those two venues. Usti at six under, along with Aaron Wise, who was last year's PGA Tour Rookie of the Year, and Rory McIlroy at five under. We'll get into Rory a little later in the show. Man, does he find interesting ways to shoot himself in the oh foot after what was an absolutely brilliant performance last yeah. week at Hamilton. On the other side, we'll hear from Woodland, Rose, McIlroy. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives.
This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC. Zucchino in studio with Adam Scully. Adam, I'm, I'm still unfamiliar. Eh? Like, this is a new studio. I haven't been in much. We've been revolving this chair since the start yeah. of the year. Yeah. Now, July is going to roll around, and I'm going to get back in my lane, as they say. But yeah. i got two more weeks to go before we do that. But I was going to uh, say, like, do you want to do a switch chair? I think it, maybe yeah. you want to handle this for a while because <laughs> I'm kind of asleep at the wheel over here today. Thank <laughs> there, I'm just looking around looking for anything that's sharp. So that, 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 there's, <laughs> if there's nothing sharp, I'm okay over here. That's what it feels like this morning. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gary Woodland on top of this leaderboard. God, he plays major championships well, but there's a difference between going out uh, and, and posting 36 on what has been a fairly benign, really, for Pebble. And listen, I like the setup. In fact, mm-hmm. we'll talk a little bit about this in Winners Weird What. I like the setup. You you complimenting the USGA? They are going to be my winner in Winners Weird What today. Wow. USGA. And, and not just for not doing anything stupid. See, I have to give him a backhanded compliment. Not, not, not yet, anyway. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. But there's some things going on on this golf course that I really like that we'll get into later. But getting back to Woodland, nine under par, two-shot lead over Rose, but now the spotlight with 36 at a major at maybe America's golf course. This is a different position for him. It's a very different position, but it's not the first time he's sort of been in the spotlight. He did play with Tiger in the final mm-hmm. round at the PGA last year. Uh, he actually shot 69. He finished T6, so he didn't... I mean, Tiger just outplayed a lot of the field that mm-hmm. week, except for Brooks Kapka. but uh, it sh- it'll be very interesting to see how he really how he handles this pressure. He said in his first round he didn't really hit the ball that well, but his, his short game really carried him. So, and I mean, that birdie he made on his final hole from 49 feet was exquisite. It was it was fun to watch, and let's see if he can keep it going. He's been grinding out a ton of time with the putter. That's where most of his work has been going with the flat stick, working with uh, a putting coach, uh, trying to get comfortable, more comfortable on Poana, expecting bumpy surfaces later in the day on the weekend. Gary Woodland grinding out with the putter. He's nine under. Let's hear from Gary Woodland. I, I struggled yesterday, ball striking. Uh, I relied on my short game and my putting, which is probably a little different than I have in the rest of my career doing that. But uh, I spent some time with on the range with Pete Cowan after after yesterday. Got dialed back in. I uh, just got a little bit off of timing. Um, understood what I was doing. That's the big deal. You know, he's trying to teach me to understand what I can do so I can fix it on my own. And today, I, I just felt in control of my whole game, which is nice. And it, it was nice to see the putt going on eight. I played so well, I didn't want to give one back. And then it was, you know, the one on the last was a bonus. You've got two top tens in major championships. Those two top tens are coming in your last three major championship starts. What have you elevated on the big stage over the last year or so? I think confidence is a big deal, but, you know, obviously the short game's come along. Uh, ball striking, I've relied on that for a long time, but the the short game's huge, and then now we're starting to make putts. And when I make putts, I'm a completely different player. So, obviously, putting a lot of work in with Phil Kenyon, getting more confident, learning how to practice, learning how to prepare, um, and learning how to understand my stroke and what I need to do to be successful. Now, mentally and emotionally, you head into the weekend as the leader. Does anything shift for you uh, heading into these final 36 holes? No, nothing shifts. You just, I just got to keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, stick to the game plan. You know, it's a lot of irons off tees, which I think plays into my hand. I, I can be aggressive, um, you know, from the middle of the fairway. So I lay back a little bit, hit driver when I can. I think it's an advantage on some of the par fives, and then, you know, make some putts and have some fun. 
Gary Woodland actually enjoying the setup there. Surprisingly, Adam, again, I thought Bethpage was a better Gary Woodland golf course. In fact, both Bob and I had Woodland as one of our dark horses at Bethpage. He was nowhere to be found. Here he is at the U.S. Open with 36 holes to go. He'll start going off with Justin Rose at uh, 545 Eastern, 245 local today. Uh, Justin Rose uh, made the equipment switch, looked like it wasn't going to affect him at all, was number one in the world earlier in the year, and then really kind of went uh, lost in the wilderness for yeah. a bit, uh, has not found his game, is back. Uh, here he is, 65-70. This is a Justin Rose type of golf course mm-hmm. in, in my mind, with the exception of obviously these putting surfaces take a lot of familiarity. He doesn't have that necessarily. No. But Justin Rose uh, with rounds of 65-70, I don't expect Justin Rose to kind of really implode at any no. point, but I don't know. It all really depends on who comes from behind for me with Justin Rose. If he can keep you know, keep it going forward and depends on how much he needs to go, go forward. Like, I still believe that Rory McIlroy and Brooks Kepka are going to have a huge statement to For make sure. before this tournament's over, and they will press what guys like Rose have to do. Well, and for Rose, too, uh, his putting stats are just through the roof this year. He had 22 putts on Thursday, 22 putts. He didn't really hit it that solid, and he shot six under par. Uh, didn't uh, you know The ball striking was at a similar spot on Friday, and he just didn't make as many putts. But, hey, to be two shots off the lead, uh, he credits this new putter he has, this claw grip he's, he's been going with now for the past uh, year and a half or two years. So uh, he'll definitely be in the, in the mix uh, this weekend for sure. Yeah, he uh, is putting lights out, 65-70, two shots off the lead of Gary Woodland. Let's hear from Justin Rose. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy. Obviously, I, I felt like there was an opportunity to go a couple better. You know, I turned in two under. I was very happy with that. And then, uh, you know, missed the fairway at one. Gave myself a great look for par. Rimmed out there. Birdie number two. And was in the middle of the fairway at three with a little wedge into the green. And I felt like three, four, five, six, seven. I felt like there was a big opportunity there to, to really keep keep going forward. And obviously, I felt like the, the poor wedge shot into three and hitting in the hazard off the fourth tee kind of slowed my momentum a little bit. And uh, so I felt like I really left maybe two or three out there coming in. But, um, you know, settled. You know, parring, parring eight and nine was, you know, makes me feel like I've, you know, at least got something out of the day. Now, yesterday you talked about scrambling, how well you scrambled. You had the 22 putts. Today, what, what were you most proud of in your game? Well, the start again, I think, you know, I missed a couple of greens early and had a ridiculous up and down on number 11 and a good up and down on number 12 just to keep the momentum up. You know, a couple of early bogeys, you know, can, can not, it's not really the way you want to start after a great round yesterday. So those early up and downs kind of settled me, backed it up with a couple of birdies on the front. You know, life was good. But, uh, you know, you're going to make some mistakes during the course of a week. And um, there was a bit of a mental error on number four. There were kind of guys teeing off on 17 and we were kind of shuffling in and out. I just felt a little bit out of my routine there, hit a poor shot. Uh, just one of those little mental laps. But uh, it's going to happen, but you've got you to shake it off, obviously, and that's what U.S. Open is all about. The weekend, your expectations moving forward for the next two rounds? Um, no expectations, really. I uh, just like my position, like the golf course, like the way I'm trending. Still don't feel like I'm cooking. Um, but, you know, hopefully I, I need to find that gear if I'm going to hoist some silverware. So, you know, some work to be done for me on the weekend for sure. Well, two off the pace at a great spot in the final group today. Justin Rose positioned well for the weekend. That's good for one shot over Oosthuizen. And good for two shots over a group at five under of Aaron Wise and Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy, we'll get into this in Winners Weird and What, but Rory, after an epic performance at the Canadian Open where he blew away the field, where you see when Rory McIlroy brings his A game, you wonder, can anybody keep pace with this guy? Like, even Kepka at his best, mm-hmm. even DJ at his best. You start to wonder. Now, those are probably the only two guys that can keep pace with him when he has the A game but also finds ways of shooting himself in the foot. We'll get into this later. 
five under par. He has not made birdie on a single par five this yeah. week and is two over par on the par fives, sitting at five under four off the pace. Rory should be winning this golf tournament right now without a shadow of a doubt. It's just yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, you know, the way he's played the par fives is puzzling. That in you know, the decision he made on the 14th hole <laughs> yesterday, you know, you know, hitting that wedge and you know, not playing it maybe a little farther left. He said he left it all right and then spun off the hill, tried to play a, a Superman Phil flop <laughs> shot, and only Phil can play those shots. That's play. right. And he chunked it, went in the bunker. Uh, but this is the third time he started a major with two consecutive rounds. Sorry, the fifth time he started a major with two consecutive rounds in the 60s. He's won three the previous five times. So, so he's positioned well. He's and he started this well. last week at RBC yeah. at the Canadian Open. Yeah. He started off the gates this way. He was playing well. But, you know, I was with him all day Thursday and Friday. Uh, last week for PGA Tour Radio because he was in the Kucher group who I had as well with Webb Simpson. And I walked off the golf course each day going, that's the highest round he could have shot. He just shot 67. I don't know how he shot 67. He turned a 62 into a 67. It felt like that every day, and then all of a sudden, those rounds started coming on the weekend. Are we in the same position this week, one week later, where you go, he couldn't have shot anything higher yesterday than 69? Would have been impossible Mm -hmm. for him to shoot higher than 69 yesterday. He, again, yesterday turned a 65 into a 69 at the U.S. Open. He's done that two days in a row. Let's hear from Rory McIlroy. You know, you're going to make bogeys around here. That's, you know, that's what's going to happen. Obviously, I'd, I'd played a, a very solid round up until that point, and you know, you're thinking, okay, the last six holes, you know, squeeze a couple more out of them, and you know, maybe get to within, you know, one or two of the lead. Uh, and yeah, as you said, it was a bit of an unforced error on 14. I, I, I took a club that wasn't going to get to the back third of the green, and I was trying to hit it close. Uh, left it a little right, and then obviously, I, I mean, even this morning, I saw Tiger and Jordan and everyone come back on that hill um, but it's still it's such a tough pin position especially with just a wedge in your your hand you, you want to give yourself a good look for birdie but um, yeah I bounced back well those those birdies on 15 and 16 were were huge uh, you know to, to get me you know right back in this golf tournament for the weekend yeah one thing that I'm sure you're gonna go back and, and want to improve on is the par 5 scoring mm. you know two over on the par 5 so far how do you change that going into the weekend yeah I mean look you can look at it uh, both ways yes i need to improve but i've obviously played some really good golf to be two over on the par fives and be five under for the tournament so um i have to take the positives from that as well of course you know i want to you know make some birdies on those par fives i've got you know six opportunities over the weekend to do that uh you know if i can get any if i can birdie half them get into red numbers for the for the week on the par fives um and and take care of business on the rest i should be okay you're playing great on those par fours you played unbelievable last weekend in canada 64 61 your expectations now moving into this weekend of yourself and the course yeah um you know i I need to i need to keep doing what i'm trying fairways greens you know it sounds boring it sounds cliche but that's really what you need to do out here uh i did that for the first you know 11 holes and i played them in three under par i didn't do that for the last few holes and uh paid the price somewhat and was lucky to you know get that bounce back um and the course is only going to get tougher as well it it definitely changed a little bit today uh greens were a little firmer you know obviously the wind was up a touch uh you know so i expect it just to you know to 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 get even more difficult over the weekend 
Rory McIlroy expecting more of a challenge, a little bit more pebble to show up over the weekend. He's four back. We're going to still hear from Tiger Woods, Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, Nick Taylor. Lots still to get to U.S. Open coverage. We're going to switch gears a little bit. If you're seeing these beautiful images on TSN of Pebble Beach, Carmel Bay, Monterey Peninsula, just that region of the world for golf, you're probably thinking, how do I get there? How do I play? We're going to let you know next. TJ Rule, Golfway Tours in studio. Talk a little travel to what I think is probably the best North American golf destination you can get to it be it's debatable we'll get tj's opinion next this is golf talk canada this segment of gtc presented by acura was brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed injected twist face m5 and m6 drivers everybody gets faster in 2019 visit taylormade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit golfawaytours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Well, isn't that a wonderful segment? Look at that. That board, eh, Scully? We oh, timed yeah. that perfect. Visit yeah. Golf Away Tours to book your Irish golf adventure. And who's sitting between us here yeah. live in studio from Golf Away Tours? TJ Rule. You guys have it all sorted out. They don't. No, we actually don't. These things happen by complete luck. <laughs> actually, he has it sorted out. I come in Saturday morning now just stunned at the last six months of my life going, it's okay, Adam's got it. <laughs> Adam's got it. I'll go to January, July 1st. Mark comes to yeah. work July 1st. <laughs> TJ, how are you, man? I'm great, Mark. How are you? I haven't seen you. How are you feeling uh, injury-wise? His shoulder, Uh-oh. right? Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm just getting old, Mark. Oh, tell no. me about it. Please. Tell shoulder, about back, everything. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't played much golf in Ontario yet. Yeah. I'm dealing with a bit of a back issue, but yeah, it'll go away. Are are we, is we... it getting better? Are we getting, getting improvement? There. Getting there. Are you drinking enough? Not. How many times we have to have this conversation? Yeah. That's when it feels all right. <laughs> exactly. Are, are, are we getting close to a spinal fusion, or like are we, we're not quite oh, there yet? Not quite there okay. yet. You spinal okay. fusion, you hit it Par- further. Apparently, it works though. Yeah, it works. Yeah. I was going to say you right you're just very it. stiff and look like an old man at times, but you know, yeah. then it works. Then you win the Masters. <laughs> okay, let's just jump right into it because I was talking about a category that I'm not an expert in. That you are. Uh, you probably heard me yapping about it on the way in because all right. did I do okay? Yeah, all right. Bad. So uh, Pebble Beach, we got yeah. a lot of people watching uh, TSN this weekend. They're just they're drooling over over Pebble, and you went. And it's funny because last year when I, I worked Kapalua, and then mm. the next event I worked well, I worked both Hawaii events, uh, Kapalua and Sony. And then the next time I was on the ground for PGA Tour Radio was like four weeks later, three weeks later, three weeks later at the AT and T. At Pebble Beach. And I said to Heather right there, I said, with all due respect to Kapalua, which is one of the most beautiful places in the world, gorgeous. To me, standing there on that seventh green at Pebble is is the most beautiful place in North America. It is, to me, Pebble is is just the most gorgeous spot on the planet. Especially that hole. Oh, my God. So... I have it like they have one tea time a day where you can't don't have to be at the lodge. I don't know if is that right? Does it still exist? They still have the two night minimum most most times a year. How do you how are the ways can people what are the avenues to get to Pebble for our listeners? We'll call it golfway tours, obviously. That's the first start. The first golf start. Away first tours. one. Yeah. Um, yeah, you do have to stay at the lodge or the inn at, uh, Spanish Bay. Yeah, in I like order the inn to, better. What do you like? Uh, I like both. They're, I mean, the inn is is um, a little bit further away from from Pebble, but you get uh, you know the the restaurant's great there. You get the bagpiper at sunset. Bagpiper with the fire pits. <clears throat> the fire pits, wow. all that. It, it's it's a pretty cool spot. They're both great. I tell people this all the time, and sometimes they look at me sideways. And I, I just like the vibe over at the inn. Yeah, it, it's it's a little bit away from from all the action. So yeah. it's a little quieter and. 
Um, I, I like it as well. So you, you do have to stay there for two nights mm-hmm. in order to get a pre-booked time at Pebble. A pre-booked time. So if you see, if something you show happening up, here. So if you show up and, and, and you're just staying at a, at a motel in, or a hotel in, in Monterey mm-hmm. and you want to play Pebble, you can book 24 hours in advance. But the chances of getting a time are, probably are pretty slim. Good. Now, if you're single, you might be able to get out. Eh? If you're single, you might get out. Right. Kind of like um, the old course thing. That's right. Yeah. And so uh, there are chances to do that, but you're better off, obviously, to, to book in advance. And, right. and you do have to spend a minimum of two nights there, but in high season, it's actually three. Oh, in high season three, okay. Because I thought it was two and one, so it's actually three and two. Three and two. Yeah. And, and it, I had the numbers starting at around seven fifty a night at the inn, not at the lodge. The lodge I thought it was a little bit more. Is that still roughly around the number? Yeah, you're about yeah in yeah. the ballpark. Yeah, the ballpark. Right Yep, and then the round of golf is just over 500, so it's it's a bit of a ticket yeah. to play, but it's it's bucket list, right? And uh, 100%, 100%. Everybody who comes back says, you know what, yeah, it was a lot of money, but it was worth it. And I'll tell you this, and I've played Spyglass, I haven't played uh, Spanish Bay, and I hear Spanish Bay's beautiful golf course, but from all accounts, from most people I talk to, and I've played Spyglass once, the, the Spyglass is maybe their favorite golf course on the Monterey Peninsula. People love it. Yeah, people go into the place uh, expecting the world from Pebble, obviously, because of what you hear. Right. And, yeah, there are obviously that stretch from 5 through to 11 is, is unbelievable and maybe unmatched in, in the world of public golf. Yeah. But, uh, but some of the other holes, you know, people aren't blown away by them. And I think that's why. So, and people go to Spyglass, and the entire golf course is pretty spectacular. So they're, I mean, they're both awesome. So, uh, and Spanish Bay is very good as well. So the three courses. That's pretty you know, much the package, away. right? That's the package. Three nights, three rounds of golf, and, um, and a bit of wine. And, 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 you, mortgage, and you mortgage the house. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't regret it. You don't regret it. <laughs> Go. Adam, you've never been down that part of the world yet? I, I haven't been down there, no. Um, it's on the bucket list for sure. Uh, maybe Mark and I. I think we got to figure yeah. out a Golf Talk Canada reason to be there or yeah. something. I don't know. So the problem is they, usually the people that invite us places, uh, Scully, they need the help. They, yeah. they don't need the help down there. No, no, no. <laughs> they really don't. No. So Now, I, I got the chance. Last time I was there, I was working AT&T. Like I mentioned, yada, yada. But we went in a couple days early, and I met uh, Freddie Albers, my colleague, my buddy on PGA Tour Radio, who you'll hear on the radio uh, broadcast if you're in the car, by the way, and you're listening and you can't get in front of TV. Freddie's working the U.S. Open. Um, We went in early. We played TPC Harding Park, and we played Olympic Club. But just the golf in general from Napa, just the golf and golf experience, I should say, from Napa right down through into the Carmel Bay, like that stretch of golf, Maybe Long Island, like uh, that part. Those are the only two. And I still give the nod to Monterey, San Francisco as the winner, even over the uh, Long Island experience. Well, especially when you're talking public courses. Oh, Long Island, obviously, is unbelievable, but a lot of it's private. A lot of it's tough to get Where you have both in the Monterey, Napa, uh, San Francisco world. But the thing I find interesting about that, something you and I have been talking about a lot in the last year or two, which we weren't really talking about before that, was... The things you can do, because I'm a foodie, you know that. The stuff you can incorporate into a golf trip, especially in that part of the world. Like if you're a wine guy, you want good food. Like that's a golf trip that would you could really do it up. And you want to talk about like really going bankrupt. That's how you do it. <laughs> that's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? We, we always talk about golf because that's what we love. And, and uh, you know, when we set up our golf trips for our clients, uh, the golf is a focus, obviously. And, and we get clients coming in saying, I want to play 36 a day. That's right. all I want to do is golf and sleep. And, and I get it. And, but you can overdo it. You can really overdo it. And I think you really need to experience other things when you go to destinations. And when you're talking Monterey and Napa, um, obviously the wine 
He's unbelievable at Napa. There's some great resorts where you can go and, you know, play 18 holes, but there are other things to do and other tours to do. Some great food, great wine. Mm-hmm. So it's certainly a destination where you can find other things to do to, to, uh, to fill out your day and, and not exhaust yourself playing 36 a day. Now, on a golf trip, obviously, the number of people is always a, a big question. For you, TJ, uh, you know, obviously a large group of people want, want to go on a golf trip, but is the perfect number, is it four, is it eight, is it 12? Like, obviously, you want to do a multiple four, but is it four, 12, is it 16? What, what do you think is the ideal? I think it really depends on the destination, for one thing. Yeah. Um, and it depends who you're with. So I, I think, uh, right? <laughs> I mean, if you're with 16 Marks Aquinos, like, that's a lot of talking. Boy, oh boy, that's all. You're that not, not going to get that. A lot of talking. <laughs> a big right? notepad and a few pens. You got a lot of stuff. <laughs> but uh, I think you're right. Obviously, multiples of four. Eight to 12, I think, is an ideal number. It's, um, it's a number where you still get to play with everybody on the trip. You can, uh, if you're sick of someone, you can go talk to somebody else. There's enough people there for that reason. But it's not too big where you're chasing people to get on the bus in the morning or you're, you know, trying to get restaurant reservations that, you know, you can't get for that many people or you're trying to rally people together, you know, to go out to grab a bite. Um, so if you get over 12 or 16, I think it's a little bit too much. So I always say 8 to 12, but again, it, it depends on the destination. And especially, too, I would think booking tea times, you know, you know, as a part, part of the package, if there are four foursomes versus two foursomes, mm-hmm. I'm sure it'd be, you know, a lot more difficult to, you know, well, absolutely, for sure. especially when, if you're booking a little bit too late, you know, yeah, if you're booking yeah. early enough, right. Um, right. then it's fine. But yeah, that's always a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit about overseas, because yeah. uh, he's he's got his itinerary for Ireland. He, he's, he's ready to go through the roof. He's Excited. I go a month after him, but before I can see why I'm just looking at it. Before we, it's so good. Before we do though, um, Monterey, that part of the world, Napa, etc. Uh, if you're going to do the pebbles and you're going to add them, is, do you need the same lead-in time ideally, uh, like you do when you do overseas? Do you need like a year? No, you don't need a year uh, if you're going. It depends on what time of year right. you're going, obviously. What would high um, season be there, Teach? So high season is the fall. Because it's um, never actually nice summer, there. Summer and fall. It's never. It's never you know, it, it's funny. <laughs> you, well, look at the guys this week, right? I mean, they're, they're Coldest winter I ever there. spent was a summer in San Francisco, right? <laughs> it's, it so San Francisco, surprisingly, can get really hot in the summer, um, yeah. up into the 30s. But uh, in Monterey, the average high temperature in January when they have the AT&T there is 18 degrees. Yeah. The average high in June is 22. Yeah. It just never really just changes. Never so this microclimate that yeah. is fine for golf, but you're you're not going to go there for a beach holiday. Yeah, there's not a lot of beach. Time. Um, so yeah, it's um, but I mean, there's so much to do when you go out there, as you say, yeah. and uh, you know, you spend your three nights at Pebble, but then you know, you can go out there for a week and and play some amazing golf and Half Monterey Moon and Bay Napa and everything. Half mm. Moon Bay, it's go- gorgeous uh, Silverado. There's so many great places out there. All right, we're going to switch gears. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to touch on Ireland because the Open Championship is coming up. Grant McDowell just punched his ticket at the Kennedy what a story Open. That is so too. good. So yeah. good. Uh, first time in 65 years at Royal Portrush. 51. Uh, 1951. Was, 1951. Yeah, 68. 68 years at Royal Portrush. So quite some time. Adam will be going. I'll be going a month after. So we're going to talk some Ireland on the other side with uh, TJ Rule at Golf Away Tours. Check him out at golfawaytours.com. Also, new Bushnell contest. We'll give you the details on that coming up next as well. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Tourism Ireland home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit golfawaytours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by 
WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino in studio with Adam Scully and special guest TJ Rule from Golfway Tours. Check them out, golfwaytours.com. All right, we teased this before the break. We talk, talked a little bit about the foodies, and you have hooked up with a new company overseas. You already do a ton in Scotland and Ireland. You are, I don't want to call the, the guru on that, but really, your company, that's your specialty, even though you can go anywhere and do anything. That, that is your specialty, and that's why people go to you for those trips. But you've kind of tapped into maybe another way of doing things and another way of uh, seeing European golf destinations. Yeah, like we talked about before. So many of our clients just want to play golf, and I get it. And I, would, I was the same way when I first started going over. I wanted mm-hmm. to play 36 a day, see as much as you could. I physically um, can't anymore. But you can't, and it, and it really beats you up. And I find you just don't enjoy it as much anymore. And mm-hmm. so you really, I like to try to convince people to enjoy the destination more than just the golf. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously we get people going over there, and after the golf they'll do some whiskey tours. That's the most popular second, uh, second activity after golf in Scotland and Ireland. And, uh, but, yeah, I, I have a, um, a partner, a colleague over in uh, Northern Ireland that does some foodie tours as well. And it's pretty cool. You can go on a boat tour, a fishing tour in the morning, go catch your breakfast. They come back. They cook it up for you. Um, you pair it with some whiskeys because um, what's better than having whiskey for breakfast, right? <laughs> and, uh, and then you hop over to the golf course and play around a round of golf in the afternoon. And those are the types of experiences where you get to really... And what uh, countries would you do this in? Well, you know, people like don't. if you're not a, hey, I'm going fishing and playing yeah. whiskey, but yeah, and I people- really like limoncello. <laughs> You know, there you go. You leading like, yeah, yeah. Can you go to Italy? Homeland. Can you do this in France? Can, like so, it, Italy and France would be the two destinations. That's why I'm where asking. It comes really right to the top of my mind. Think right? about it, yeah. because obviously they're known as foodie countries, and you can do some unbelievable culinary experiences. Where so you go to Italy, and uh, in addition to the golf, you go to have some culinary classes where you learn to make pasta, and you pair it with a bunch of wines, and um, and you go into like the private wine cellars. And we, we had a group go over last year that had an unbelievable time with some really high end culinary. Is there enough golf to satisfy the golfer there? There is. You're not going to go over there expecting top hundred in the world golf. No, it's not what you. Well, it's not why you go there. Right. Um, there's, but there's good. Golf. There's good golf. Um, and I know that where they host the Rocco Forte Open in Sicily is tremendous. But that's a one-off right down in Sicily. There, right? There's some golf down in Sicily, but you're obviously it's just yeah. an island. You're not going to see a lot of the country. But up in the uh, um, in the Como area, up in the north, yeah. there's some very good golf and unbelievable landscape and, right. and again great food and, yeah. and wine and everything. So to to combine that into a golf trip, you know. Especially when you're talking couples trips, uh, you know it's it's just a great uh, a great add-on. That's wonderful. And now I know you've got a, something like that coming up as well. I'm not a curler, Adam. Do you curl? Uh, I was a club champion back in the really? day. I'm not going to brag. No big deal. No, really? Big deal. I didn't know you were that deep of a curl. I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was you just, re- you're just, just casually a club champion. No, and you know, Bob's in a couple of Hall of Fames, curling Hall of Fame. But yeah, there's a couple interesting. Uh, it's like interesting. <laughs> I want to know more about this club championship. Yeah, because yeah, Bob, I, I, I played as a little prize. rock back at Bayview, and then I was recruited. I played in this 20s and 30s fun league about four or five years ago. And I, I can sweep a rock pretty hard. So the, uh, the 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 best team in the A flight recruited me for three games. 
So you're, you so you're coming along on this trip then? Is that it? Is it? I mean, you got to get back. I, I wouldn't say no to an invitation for that. <laughs> so tell us yeah. about this trip because so we talked a little bit about it before, but we, yeah. we've done because there are of these. that does cross over a lot. For I didn't sure. know you were a curler. Honestly, we don't have that. I, I haven't in a while, but yeah. right now, now we got to get Mark on the ice. Oh geez, oh, I'd like man. to see that. A couple of wines. I'll top shelf it for you, but that's about. I'll give you the Annette Funicelli. I put the Skippy where she keeps the peanut butter on the top shelf. But other than that, you ain't getting anything out of me. Plus, if Mrs. Golf Talk Canada sees me with her broom, my home life stunts. Uh, wouldn't wow. you love to see Mark sleeping around? <laughs> yes. <day>? yes. <laughs> Must we got to do this. We got to do this. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we have our third uh, annual sweep and swing trip over to Scotland. And the first two we did with Cheryl Bernard and, and Brian mm. Mudrick. This year we have two uh, uh, legends of curling joining us, Glenn Howard and, uh, and now John Morris is, uh, has signed on. And John is a two-time Olympic gold medalist. Uh, one of the uh, uh, one of the best curlers of all time, and just an, uh, a really fun guy to hang out with, mm-hmm. as is Glenn. So we're having we're gonna have a great time. And again, you talk about adding on to a golf trip. You know, we've got some great um, some great dinners worked out. We got some uh, you know whiskey tour. It's gonna be. What, where is the golf? Uh, so the, so the, it's um so it's split between Carnoustie and St Andrews. Oh, geez, so those are two horrible spots. I don't know if you've heard of them before. Yeah. Um, if there's any so, space, just can let me know. So four nights in Carnoustie at the Carnoustie Golf Hotel overlooking the golf course. Oh four nights at the at the Rusacks Hotel overlooking mm-hmm. the 18th Stayed hole, there. the old course. Yeah. Um, and uh, five rounds of golf, uh, a couple of days of curling. We awesome. Got Curlers Court, which is an unbelievable experience, is where you get initiated into Scottish curling. You become what they call a maid curler. I've I've been through like the, the, the ceremony before. I can't tell you anything about it. Wow. Uh, just a bit of a tease, but you're not allowed saying anything when Uh-oh. you've gone through it. So. First rule about curling club, yeah. you don't talk, <laughs> you don't talk about <laughs> it. So all in all, it's a really cool experience, and John and Glenn are two amazing guys to hang out with, and I'm really, really excited about it. We and you still have, have spots, spots or available. not? We still have spots really? available. So, um, Adam Scully. There you go. <laughs> Adam so, Scully. Yeah, I'll just the, commentate it. Yeah, perfect. I'll just commentate it. There you go. That could work. Golfawaytours.com. No, Golfawaytours.com. TJ Rule. Uh, if you want to get in the uh, the sweep and what's it called again? Sweep and swing. Sweep and swing. Sweep and swing. You got I, it. I can't get it. You got it. <laughs> sweep and swing. So curling and golf. If you want to, anything we talked about this morning, we didn't even get into our Ireland itinerary. We're gonna have to come in before you go and have TJ back and just do an Ireland thing because like we haven't gone through it. I got mine and he won't let us talk about it because he just <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to hear about it. He's like, I had enough. Yeah. TJ, thanks, man. Uh, thanks, I wish we had more right? time. So we're going to do this again. It's we'll been it too again. long. Golfwaytours.com. Golfwaytours.com. Listen, before we uh, tune out here, uh, we have uh, 60 more minutes of Golf Talk Canada coming up. But we've got a new contest. Bushnell. Tell us your Bushnell story. Send us your pics, videos, stories, etc. to Golf Talk Canada and Bushnell Golf on Twitter. That's at Golf Talk Canada and at Bushnell Golf on Twitter. Send us your pics, your stories, your videos of how you use Bushnell to play your favorite hole, favorite course, nemesis hole, anything goes. However you want to tell us your Bushnell story. We're going to do this throughout the summer. Every two weeks, we're going to give away a prize. For the next two weeks, you have a chance to win a V4 Shift. Bushnell, valued at $480, so tell us your Bushnell story. Again, send us your pics, videos, at Golf Talk Canada, at Bushnell Golf. We'll tweet this out. We'll get it out there. But looking forward to seeing uh, what holes you love, what holes yeah. you hate, and how you use But I'm actually a Bushnell guy. Perf- I, I love the gun. I do- I'm not a watch guy. I've no, never no, been no. a GPS guy. I've always been a Bushnell guy. So I believe in the product. I'm excited to have them on board. Great contest. Tell us your Bushnell story, and we'll tell you a little bit more about this in the second half. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course starts in the closet. 
This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada for blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at golftalkcanada.com. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, the back nine, hour two, Scully Zacchino in studio. If you just missed it, we launched a new con- uh, contest today, concert. Could be a concert Could as well. Be. Could sing the... You, you have a good voice. I saw it in that you one saw Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah they, they convinced, they dragged me up on stage because Mikey McLaughlin and I used to have a little band along wow. with a few other boys and Mikey and I were at that uh, Providence Healthcare fundraiser and they convinced us to get up on stage and do a tune. But uh, that wow. has nothing to do <laughs> with Tell Us Your Bushnell Story. <laughs> There's no segue there whatsoever. No, there isn't. Unless How- I was in the crowd. and Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, if you would like... To participate, if you want to win a new V4 shift valued at $480, if you're on your way to the golf course this morning, if you're listening to GTC right now and you're on your way to the golf course and you own a Bushnell, take a pic, take a photo, take a video, send it to us at Golf Talk Canada and at Bushnell Golf on Twitter or Instagram of you using your Bushnell or just tell us how you use your Bushnell, anything about your favorite course, hole, nemesis hole. Maybe you make par this morning on a hole that always seems to get you. Tell us the story. Tweet us at Golf Talk Canada and at Bushnell Golf, and you'll have a chance to win over the next two weeks a V4 shift valued at $480. Tell us your Bushnell story. Can I tell you a quick Bushnell story? Yeah, I would love to. That's so so because Taylor made in Bushnell, we're, we're partners on Golf Talk Canada. We're very, mm-hmm. we're very honored and, and proud of that um with the new tailor-made ball mm-hmm. i'm about half a club longer i can't with the iron this. so with the bu- the bushnell is key, key for me because right. i got to dial in the numbers and I'm, right you know, those extra six, six yards in the air are, yeah you're just hitting it further the and last further. time i played golf if i had a short game i i'd be on some top. of the numbers you send me i'm just mind-boggled it was it was I'm getting windy. shorter by the second it was windy and I am recoiling a little more. There's with the recoil, yeah, deep yeah. recoil. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of TaylorMade, 20 weeks of TaylorMade still continues. So we still have, I believe, eight weeks left. Might be nine. I'll take a Nine, po- possibly. We still got a long way to go. Yeah. But that way, grand prize, of course, is custom fit through the bag, top to bottom, TaylorMade package, 20 weeks of TaylorMade. So you got to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada for your chance to win Thousands in prizes in Golf Talk Canada's 20 Weeks of TaylorMade. And also, we still have our June uh, contest yep. going as well with TaylorMade. That image that we have uh, tweeted out and posted on Instagram, if you retweet it, you have a chance to win a custom fitting. And uh, at the very least, you use the discount code Golf Talk Canada 25 mm-hmm. and you get 25%. That's 25% off a custom fitting at TaylorMade. We're like Santa Claus. Here. I keep saying it. We are, we are Golf Santa. We just give it all away, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. uh, it's what we do. 
Well, and so you mentioned 20 weeks of TaylorMade. So this week coming up is week 11. We're giving away a set of M5 irons. Ooh, there you go. Just under $1,100. And so uh, our last week is the Tour Championship, where we give go. away a full through-the-bag set. Of TaylorMade. Of TaylorMade. Through the bag. That's our last week of 20 weeks of TaylorMade. And our last week of regular television as well. That will still stay on TV. It's gone by too fast. It has. But we'll go to one-hour specials. Yeah. Uh, for the remainder of the year, a monthly one-hour Golf Talk Canada special before the following uh, season kicks off in March. And where does the time go, Adam? It's really flown by. I, I got to tell you, this schedule is really—it's congested things a lot, hasn't it? It has. Uh, things have just been busy. You know, it's been way. crazy. Even and you know, so I've been doing way more PGA Tour radio events than mm-hmm. before. We've been way busier on Golf Talk Canada than ever before. You've been covering more golf in general than ever before for Sports Center, yep. TSN, yep. etc. Bob's always got Bob's schedule, which is always crazy. Uh, then I threw off the hosel sh- going to shoot a new TV yes. show into the mix, which hopefully we'll have more news in the fall. We yes. go this week to Michigan to shoot that so exciting. our last episode of season one. And I've got to give a shout out right now. You know what? I was going to do this in the next segment. We'll do it right now yeah. since we're talking about it. Uh, Brandon Sweeney. I want to thank Brandon Sweeney uh, from French Lick Resort in French Lick, Indiana. I didn't really get a chance to talk about it much over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. We've been drowning in Canadian Open and U.S. Open, and I, and I get it. But French Lick, Indiana, if people go, where, huh? And they look at me weird when I say it. I'll tell you right now, this place is off the charts tremendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, two world-class hotels. Big, grand buildings that were built 100 years ago that have you know just stood the test of time. Just these buildings have soul. They speak, okay? <laughs> the the town is tremendous. Home of Larry Bird. Larry Bird born in French Lake, Indiana. And the golf is ridiculous. I can say right now that they have two golf courses. Actually, they have more than two, but the two that we played that are connected to the resort, a French Lake resort. Uh, the Pete Dye course. We played it from the tips, 8,100 yeah, yards. Holy. It is not just the hardest golf course, because that's not necessarily a tr- you know, because you can play it from 6,200 if you want and pick a proper tee. Mm-hmm. But it is one of the most, the hardest golf course I've ever played. But it is, it is hands down one of the best. It may be the best golf course I have ever played, not near a sea or ocean. Really? Yeah. If you remove that element, and I love Oceanside Golf, as you know, or Seaside Golf. It is tremendous. This is the one of the most stunning pre- pieces of property I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it, the, the, it is stunning. It, you have to do it. You have to go there. And then they have a Donald Ross course that just celebrated 100 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think just a couple of years ago it celebrated 100 years. And it's also tremendous. Very good. So, And you've got the variety yeah. of a modern-day Pete Dye masterpiece with this uh, gem from the uh, from yesteryear from Donald Ross. So they complement each other wonderfully. And anyway, the people are awesome. The resort's awesome. I want to give a shout out to Brandon Sweeney, who was a tremendous host. And now I can't wait to go back. Now I'm thinking, okay, how do I get back there? Yeah, it is so good. good. We're so so 8, good. 8100 yards. 8100 yards, man. They had the uh, senior PGA Championship there a few years back, and uh, senior PGA Championship there a few years back, and they played from 1,100 yards closer than we did. They played from 7,000 yards, and over 40 players did not break 80 on the Thursday. Wow. And, Think about that. And These are the best seniors in the world, best senior team. So the immediate follow-up question is... I was 82. That's pretty... <laughs> I was 82, and yeah. I didn't make a putt all day. It's one of the worst putting rounds I've had all year. I've like been put- I know, but I've been putting well this year. I actually hit it pretty well. Yeah. We get up to the 16th hole, 301-yard par 3. Oh, Layup? What do you think about that? 301, par 3. Water all down the right side. Fescue bunkers up the left. No layup. 
There really is no layup. That's the problem. The layup is to the forward tee, which is the side of a billiards table that's about 170 yards out. Oh, perfect. So if you want a layup, you've got to hit a billiards table to the forward tee. You got to hit it like for me, that'd be like a little eight iron onto that billiards table, and then a gap wedge to the green to play it as par four. So, so winds cross out of the left and slightly hurting. So I can't get there because it's 301 with a raised green. Yeah, I can fly it. Yeah, when I absolutely kill it, I can can fly three. Yeah, I don't think I can fly it three anymore. I think two ninety on my best day, two eighty is usually kind of like more the norm now. So if I'm going to get it three hundred yards, there's got to be some chase involved. More often than not, I can't get there. And Hammer Hempstead, who hits it twenty yards by me in the air, he's a big boy, hits it a mile. Great golfer, as Mm -hmm, you know. mm -hmm. He can't get there. He he careered it into the front left trap. Oh, yeah. And we're looking at each other going, this is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But we never, ever were, like, never felt it was stupid, never felt it was unfair, never felt it was tricked up. Hard. Just felt it's in your face, it's hard, and it wants to beat you up. That's right? golf. That's and awesome. So, but it's so good and so interesting. Mm-hmm. The holes are amazing. I can't speak highly enough. It's now, I always separate uh, overseas from North America because I don't like to collide the two because mm-hmm. the game's so different. Mm-hmm. It's now... Hands down, top ten golf courses I've ever played in North wow. in North America. That's how good it is. Sounds so great. it's up there with Pinehurst number two. It's up there with Keough Island for me. It's up there with Pebble. You know, like if I'm going my top five in this side of the pond, I'm I'm going with you know Pebble Beach and I'm going with Keough Island and I'm going with uh, Pinehurst number two and courses like that. I like those types of golf mm-hmm. courses and I've got it up now in that genre. So wow. thank you, Brandon. So there you go. We've run out of the entire segment. We're going to push the audio to the other side since we're thank. And we're wrapping things up. I want to touch a little on last week because it was the greatest Canadian Open. Wasn't ever, that great? Ever been a part of. So good. Everything about it was just, you know, the winner, you know, the, the golf course. It's it's too bad it rained so hard on the Wednesday. Yeah. Would have been more bounce on mm-hmm. the golf course mm-hmm. on the Thursday. Uh, we, you know, want to congratulate Golf Canada and Lawrence Applebaum yeah. again on what a week. And I had the pleasure, I want to thank Lawrence Applebaum. I had the pleasure of playing uh, yeah. the golf course on the Monday. After the Kenny Open with Lawrence and a couple of, uh, of his friends, and now a couple of my friends, great, great people. We had a great time, and we, it's funny now how we like to now talk about the new problems of the Canadian Open. It was such a success, and there's so many things happening around this tournament now just other than golf right. that now creating venues and finding venues become that much more challenging. We talked about this in the press conference, Lawrence's press conference, but I love how we make up these new problems now. Yeah. It's too good now. Yeah. Where now are we going to hold a concert Yes, now? right. Yeah. yeah, like these are the new problems we're having. So yeah. congratulations. Well done. Tremendous. A funny story before we go to break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on the Friday, I, you know, so on the Friday, as you know, I walked 27 holes. Yeah. I was bagged. So we're Tough gonna, golf course to oh walk, Oh, my too. God. Yeah. yeah, and Dr. J, who I love, Doc, was is always my cart driver at the Canadian Open. But getting the cart around those people at Hamilton was Not almost happening. impossible. I walk 15,000 steps and 35 floors a day, according to my Fit app. Mm. And I still put on weight, so I... <laughs> I have no idea how that occurred, but uh, <laughs> might have been what the PGA Tour radio team does after golf. <laughs> yeah. May have done that. So anyway, um, my, my my wife and her family were coming out to see the venue, uh, Florida Georgia Line concert yep. on the Friday. I was going to go with them, and then I got called into post game. I got called into this, and that. And by the time it was done, it was like, oh, okay, I'm done. Like I'm done. They 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 grinded us for like another ninety minutes after the final pop. Like, yeah, how's that? Anyway, they went out for a dinner in Ancaster, and they're at this little pub on the main drag. And uh, Heather's uncle, Todd, goes mm-hmm. out for a dart. He's outside having a dart, and he sees these two guys pull in, and he has no idea who they are. Yeah. 
The parking attendant doesn't have no, no idea who they are. They pull in, they get out, they start walking. The parking attendant starts freaking out. You can't park here. You got to pay. It's 20 bucks. Da, da. It's Scott Brown and uh, Sean uh, Stephanie. And he was the, he was the co-leader at the time. Co-leader point. at the time. Yeah. And he comes out, he's got no Canadian on oh, him. No. And the guy went, so Todd walks, <laughs> he says, he says, I'll trade you one of these for one of those. He's got 20. The yeah, guy's yeah. like, I don't carry Canadian money. So Scott Brown and him do the $20 swap. Ooh. He gets the uh, the funny, our funny, what he called funny looking money yep. and handed over the American money to Todd. There you go. And Todd's like, you know, I, I made money in this transaction. Something <laughs> like those lines. Like that, right? So he went and he goes, Amazing. paid his parking and Scott Brown and Sean Stephanie went into the pub on the Friday night. And I'm curious. I wonder if they went back and saw the concert because why would they be hanging around if they weren't yeah. going to check out the concert. I don't know. That's a weird one because yeah. he's leading at that time too. But yeah. Yeah, anyway, interesting. A tremendous event though overall. Some right? of the videos. I mean, up to twenty thousand people at that concert on the Friday night. Some of the videos, like Lawrence Avalon took this unbelievable video of thousands of yeah. people panning back and forth, and and uh, there were some rowdy. Um, you know, all day there were people. You know, having beers at nine a.m. Yeah. People in cowboy hats yeah. and boots at early. It was just a great thing for the Can- Canadian Open, and I'm looking forward to it being back in Hamilton in twenty three. So yeah. And St. George's next year. Yeah. So, all right. On the other side, we'll get right back into the U.S. Open. Uh, how far back is too far back right now? Tiger Woods, even par. Jordan Spieth went under. Brooks Kepka looking for three in a row. Only five off the pace. You got to think that man's going to make a statement before this thing is over. We'll talk those guys on the other side. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC. Let's dive back into this U.S. Open, Skulls. Let's what do, do it. Say? Let's do it. It's been exciting. Woodland, 9-under. Rose, 7-under. Oosthuizen, 6-under. Aaron Wise, 5. Rory McIlroy, 5. Ches Reevy, 4. Chesson Hadley, 4. Cooch at 4. Maybe after Ricky Fowler, best player in the world without a major. How about Ricky Fowler's round yesterday? How about Ricky Fowler's mullet? Yes. That is hockey hair, like, circa what, 1984. What are you doing? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That is... Uh, that's a tough look. Matt Wallace, four under. Henrik Stenson, the Terminator, Swedish Terminator, <laughs> three under par. Adam Scott, who I liked as a dark horse in this, three under par. Scott Piercy, three under par. John Rahm with a fighted out three under oh, yeah. tournament could have gone sideways for him. Mm-hmm. Zach Johnson, three under. Graham McDowell, what a great story there, three under par. Sergio Garcia, three under par. Sergio saying he uh, he shot I two under. Don't in the have first a chance to win. I have no chance to That's win. Total Shoot seventy. Hits per, an unbelievable shot. Sergio. It's Sergio. Yeah. That is Sergio. Yeah. It's it's. I love him, but it's the wine. Yeah. It's the wine, right? <laughs> uh, Xander Shoffley, three under. Oh Jim Furyk, the Azuri, Francesco Mulinari, who had it the five under at oh. one point, went backwards. Did you see much of his round yesterday? I heard a lot of it. He was hitting it. Sideways, yeah, which is so unlike three him. Three right? chip ins, yeah, it was. 
Because yeah. he plays boring golf. He's middle of the fairway, middle of the green, mm. make a few pots, let's shoot 300 today, move forward. Yeah, I'm not and sure. And that's, that's not that. his kind of round, right? Fitzpatrick, two. Sepp Straka, two. Carlos Ortiz, two. Almost had an albatross yesterday. Mm-hmm. Dustin Johnson, who finally started to make some putts. I mean, he could have been putting to a bathtub for the first 27 holes of this championship and missed every time on the back nine yesterday. Finally yeah. found some birdies to go down. Amateur Brandon Wu leading the amateur category at two under. Harris English, two. Nate Lashley at one. Jordan Spieth at one under. We'll get into Jordan a little bit in Winner's Weird and What. Talking about whining. <laughs> Jason Duffner at one under. Hong Tong Lee at one under. Mickelson at one under. And we finally get to the reason why I've gone completely down the leaderboard to T32 at even par is because that is where Tiger Woods sits at rounds of 70 and 72, nine off the pace. Before we hear from Tiger, Skulls, mm. how far is too far down this leaderboard right now? I will say this. If the weather gets horrible, which it's not anticipated to, but it can switch quickly, yeah. you can't go far enough down. If the weather gets horrible, even par still in this. Because if you go out three hours before everybody else, this could change big time, this golf tournament. But if the forecast stays the same, which is there's not much difference between the morning times and the afternoon times, man, if, if you're not three under or better right now, I, I think you're out of this golf tournament. Yeah, it really depends on the firmness, I think, of the greens. And McElroy spoke about that after his round yesterday, that the greens were getting more and more uh, firm. And you're seeing uh, balls bounce a little more than you did before. It was very soft on Thursday. I, I would say three, maybe two. But if the firmness picks up, Honestly, guys at even par, I think, still have a Well, because if the firmness picks up, that means the wind and the sun has come out, which means the course is getting baked, the wind's howling. Yeah. That's the only way this happens. Well, and, right? and the, the biggest deficit after 36 holes is 11 shots. So right. that'd be nine for that, the guys at even nine. par. Right. So we need Mother Nature to do that. If not, I like it at three. You're saying two. Uh, we'll hear from Tiger now. Let's hear what Tiger thinks about his position through 36. Yeah, I had a couple opportunities there. I missed a couple. Um, but... Overall, I, I, I kept leaving myself above the hole. And uh, unlike yesterday, when I missed it, I missed it in the correct spots below the hole. Today, I'd never had <clears throat> that many looks from below the hole. And the one I did have, I made it at 11. Looking at the scores, I mean, it's clearly a, a tougher tougher test, uh, tougher course out there today than yesterday. It is. They, they moved a couple of the, the pins, I think, a little bit more difficult than they were yesterday, for sure. And now with the... Uh, you know, this marine layer lifting, uh, the wind's going to start picking up. Uh, it's going to get a little quick this afternoon. Well, there you have it. He's, you know, I know Tiger right now is praying for horrible conditions. Mm-hmm. That's what he's praying sort for. Sort of has to. Yeah. And, but, you know, watching his round on Friday, it, that was the highest possible score he, he could have mm-hmm. shot. He was, you know, they spoke a lot about on the, on the broadcast just about how he's su- such a disciplined player. He plays so conservatively in, in the major championships. And, you know, on Thursday, he made so many putts to, you know, save pars for momentum. And then on Friday, he hit a bunch of greens, and mm-hmm. but he just was putting from the wrong side of the hole, and he just wasn't making anything. And, and you could tell he was getting a little frustrated, and then unfortunately he ends bogey bogeyed in his round. He yeah. should have really, I'd say he should have been at three. Yeah, at very the much. Low side, maybe very much. Four. He stumbled coming home, tur- mm-hmm. uh, really sloppy coming mm-hmm. home. Well, and, and but, but you know, his game, you know, obviously going into, into the PJ Championship at Beth Page, he wasn't ready. Yeah, he, he's ready now. He he's prepared ready for this. You know, and one thing I, I saw, a big sign of that, but at Beth Page, the highest ball speed he reached with his driver was 168. It's back today. Back back. To, it was back to about 173, 174. Right. And that's in cold damp weather 
And you know, right. when he won at Augusta, that tee shot on seventeen on Sunday was yeah. one seventy six. Right. So, yeah. and, and that was a little warmer too. Right. With a little that warmer. Mark. So. Yeah, yeah. Now, a man that will make a statement before this is over. It's four under, five back. And I'm going to say it, trying to do something for the first time ever. Because I don't care what Willie Anderson. I'm so sick of that. I don't care what Willie Anderson did in 1905. It doesn't count. It's like Bobby Jones. Bobby Jones never won the professional Grand Slam. Bobby Jones might have been the greatest player of his era. He was an amateur golfer. He won USAM, US Open, British Am, British Open. It's not the same as the five guys that sit on top of Mount Everest for the, sorry, Mount Rushmore <laughs> for the professional Grand Slam of yeah. golf. Okay, so Brooks Kepka is trying to become the first player ever in the modern game to win three U.S. Opens in a row. This is incredible. And he is four, five off the pace and probably another guy that couldn't, could be what, three, four better, right? He, like, he hasn't really done anything. No. And he's four under part and hasn't found the next, hasn't found any gear other than neutral. You know, he hasn't really made any major mistakes. You know, going back no. to Tiger on Thursday, that tee shot he hit on the fifth hole, the par three, he just double crossed that by a good 40 yeah. yards, yeah. missing the missing the green there, made double. And if Kepka's made a mistake, he's made a bogey, not a double. Yeah. He's, it's, been, he's been chipping along. and plotting. Exactly. Which is rare for him. Mm-hmm. Right. This is not the cap, but this is the what Pebble will do to you versus what Beth Page will allow to happen. For sure. Right. But I think he's in a great spot. Look out for Brooks Kepka. He goes off at two oh one with Matt Wallace. He's four under after rounds of sixty nine, sixty nine, five off the pace of Gary Woodland. You know, the funny thing was I was hitting good putts. Um, I don't mind it if I'm going to hit good putts and they're just going to miss. And, you know, that happened today. Uh, ball striking was tremendously better today. I was very pleased with it. I don't know how many greens I hit and how many fairways I hit, but I felt like I was in on the green quite a bit. Um, never really felt like I had to work. Um, it was quite an easy round. Was it frustrating at any point? Was it hard to stay patient when you didn't see him going in, knowing that you were hitting it so well? No, I'm good at this patient game. So I... Uh, I know you just need to be hanging around uh, on the weekend, and you know if as long as they're good pots, it, that's fine. They, you know they were coming off right where I wanted to. Um, speed seemed pretty solid, and you know the point is tough to putt on. Um, you know it kind of does bounce a little bit. Uh, I'm not making excuses; they were good pots, but you know you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. They might all fall. So here you are going into the weekend. You've got a shot you know, at the start of the week. Is this a position you'd love to be in? Uh, I mean, I would have liked to have been leading, uh, but, you know, I'll take it. I got a chance. Um, just need to clean it up uh, for the weekend. And I feel like the way I struck it today, it's um, definitely a big confidence boost. And, you know, I felt like I did uh, on Thursday and it should be a good number. And there he is, four under par, five off the pace. Um, not saying he's going to win. Five back, a lot of great players between him and the Gary Woodland. Rory McIlroy, one shot above him. Rory should be at 10 under or better right now. We'll get into that in Winners Weird Walk coming up next. But uh, you got to like Kepka to do something today, do you not, Adam? A hundred percent, you know, and, and third rounds in the past. He's, he's had good success coming back. Obviously, he came from behind. Uh, to win last year's U.S. Open, Dustin Johnson had a four-shot lead after 36 holes. Obviously, the golf course was a little different mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. then, but uh, you know, the as as Brooks says, you know, it's all about patience on this golf course. And when other guys have whined and complained about the golf course and the uh, golf courses that she has set up in the past, Kepka said, "You know what? We're all playing the same golf course, so I'm not going to complain about this. I'm going to go out and play the same golf course better than you guys." And his mental game is just so strong. You know, we spoke about Sergio thinking he has no chance. Kepka is the polar opposite. Polar opposite. He thinks he only has to beat 20 guys to win this title, so he's only five shots off the pace. And if the conditions get tough as well, I, I like Kepka. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch down the stretch. On the other side, we'll do a U.S. Open winners weird and what edition three dub coming up next. This is GTC. 
This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC. 30 minutes left in today's show. Big U.S. Open weekend still to come, but let's do it. Winners, weird, and what? Big time. Our favorite Big time, time of the show. Big time. Big time. It's an Adam Scully U.S. Open version of Winners Weird and What. Is that how we're... <laughs> I think that's where we're going to go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Adam. Winners Weird and What. T is yours, sir. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. All right, Mark, my winner this week is the Fox broadcast. I was waiting for this. Yes, yes. So when Fox first you know, came to golf uh, at the 2015 U.S. Open at Chambers Bay, there were a lot of complaints. There was too much pro tracer. The scoreboard wouldn't work. Greg Norman was awful. Yeah. But, and, you know, this Joe Buck, you know, meant for golf. Um, and then the next year at Oakmont was the whole Dustin Johnson fiasco with, right. with the rules. And, and, you know, there were still some complaints about the broadcast. But now... I really think they're coming into, into their own. I think it, it might be the best broadcast I've seen this year. Wow. I really believe that. Wow. There's a couple of things looking. Give, give, me, give me your uh, so, producer's so hat in. From a producer's that. perspective. Yeah. Playing some eye candy montages mm-hmm. at the start of the bro- broadcast, end of the broadcast, th- going to commercial break. Yeah. You know, let's, let's say Rory McIlroy makes three birdies in a row. Right. They're going to show you, we call it red cam, slow motion of video of Rory McIlroy swinging and waving and it's just cool video to the viewer to see it's something different a couple other things having a microphone in the hole is an unbelievable thing so yeah yes you you can hear the ball go in the hole there's a bit more of a click there's that Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. of the ball dropping but you can hear the players talking you can hear some of the comments is there yeah so so even yesterday Tiger missed a putt and he dropped an f-bomb like under his breath but you could hear it pretty clearly same thing with Graham McDowell early in his round and the other thing that's that's new for this U.S. Open is the moving pro tracer, which I think is unbelievable. Yes, so I do like that. It's been only on a couple holes, most notably the, the sixth tee, that par five, where guys hit the shot, the, the camera moves, and for the first time, the pro tracer moves with it. Right. So it's a really cool thing. As we discussed before, um, having that grid on the greens is still not working, yeah. but that's on every broadcast as well. Well, I will say this. Uh, I agree with you. It's, it's way better. First of all, I agree with everything you're saying. And the other thing I'd say, too, is that the, the thing that Fox has the challenge is, they, to be bluntly honest, with all due respect to the U.S. Senior Open and the U.S. Uh, Ladies Open, is that from this magnitude, there's only four tournaments in the world that are this size. Mm-hmm. This is one of them. And they don't, have the, uh, they don't have the opportunity like NBC and CBS on a weekly basis to iron out their bugs. No. To get better. Because yeah. in, in golf production, in golf broadcasting, even like from our radio team's perspective, the more you do it, the more reps you get at it, the mm-hmm. better and the more seamless it becomes. For sure. And sometimes with Fox, it feels like, okay, Fox is here, and then they're gone for a year. Yeah. Okay, Fox is here. 
They're gone oh for you. So I think it, it, that's why it's taken four years because mm-hmm. they can't do it every mm-hmm. week. So you're right. I think you're 100% right. It's just taken some time because they don't get enough kicks at the can. Yeah, it's been excellent so far. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what I can on the weekend for sure. Uh, my weird this weekend, you know, Phil Mickelson's done some strange things in the U.S. Opens, especially last year running after that ball. Uh, this year he's chomping on that gum like like no other. Mm-hmm. That, that's a whole other subject. But a lot of guys are chomping on that gum. Yeah. I'm surprised we're not chewing gum right now. Right to, now. To be quite right. Well, I'd be asleep if we were. That's, That's right. <laughs> or eating a bag of nachos, one or the other. <laughs> but Phil on Thursday, he's got a one, he, he misses a putt, you know, a 30-footer, and then sort of, he's got a foot left. Yes. He goes behind the hole, sort of, you know, reads it, does a couple of club twirls, yeah. walks up to it, reads the putt, has the claw, and just lips it out aggressively. That's the most amazing part of it to me is the fact that he didn't walk up and nonchalantly. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a one-hander. No, he got in cue. there, was, got his, got yeah, his he grip, got his, he yeah. lined it up. He, like He went almost through his normal pros and missed the putt. Yeah, and, and he hammered that thing, yes. and he lipped it out, and you know Phil made the cut, obviously. He had a good round yesterday, some two, two late bogeys sort of, uh, you know, he's f- further down the leaderboard than he would have liked, but still, to miss a one-foot putt, and it was w- like watching it, you know, if you were to see Phil Mickelson walking up to the ball and think, I wouldn't miss that putt. Anyone who's never played golf wouldn't have missed that putt. Right. That's just, that putt. yeah. It was, <laughs> it's Phil. It's, what will, it's what Phil. will Phil do next? What will right? Phil do next? And I'm looking forward, I should say, today as well. In the past two major championships on Saturdays, he's put out a social media post before the round. So, you know, the U.S., uh, the Masters was uh, driving down Magnolia Lane talking about how, you know, just how great the day is going to be and how he's going to hit bombs and then uh saturday of the pga championship talking about um putting the, the thumbs up guinness book of world records so we'll see what he has in store right uh, today uh for the, the u.s open my what this week goes to lucas beauregard who made a smooth 11 <laughs> on the 18th hole Dude, his best john daly impersonation. yeah so he, he pumped two uh into the water left and then he said okay well I, maybe i should try aiming for the right then he pumped one out of bounds right with the driver and the driver tomahawked into the water so enough of the driver don't right. need that anymore right. then hit three wood down the down the fairway made an 11 call it a he day. said it you know it's it's tough to sc- tough to win when you make 11 a word yeah. on the street is he went straight to hooters sold a dozen t-shirts and trashed a hotel room adam <laughs> Just to finish off that 11. Is, is he going to play the Open in, in a golf cart, He's going to play the Open in a golf cart, yeah. and we'll just call it a day. Yeah, well, Lucas Beauregard <laughs> uh, putting a tie on my winners, weird and what, but now, Mark, the tee is yours. Hey, guys, Bubba Watson here. I was in the gym this morning working on the calves oh, to try to hit high oh, bombs. I'm not then covering winners about something. Not to Bubba Watson. Let's go to the simulator, hit a Cut couple drives. Watson. What? I have you changed my winners weird no, one entry music? No, I haven't. I don't know. The Bubba Watson Adam of all people. Yes. You know how I feel. Yes. <laughs> I say let's let's go. Let's let's, let's all right. three of them. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Bubba Watson has aggressively attacked the set of Golf Talk Canada Radio. I am totally spun out of control now. We, we have it an in studio audience for for all for the yes, show. Yes, Bubba Scully's been here all day. Yeah. I didn't know if she wanted me to out her or not. No, like, no, that's no, what happened. Yeah. Like, not, you but, know, but Bubba was here too. Apparently, but now Bubba's yeah, involved. Yeah, yeah. TJ was here. This thing's gone sideways. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Bob is trying to get into another Hall of Fame. That's why he's not here he's this morning. He's, he's run from Pebble Beach, Beach to here, to here and, yeah, and yeah. been inducted to two Hall of Fames <laughs> along the way. Just in case wow. you're wondering. Wow. All right. My winner this week is the USGA and their subtle changes mm-hmm. uh, of Pebble Beach. And I saw some of this at the at and because they were getting ready for it, but it hadn't had it shaved down yet. But uh, six fairway. 
No rough up the right now. Fairway yeah. runs right into Stillwater Cove. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Lovely addition. Love it. Uh, eight, nine, ten. All up the right side. Same thing. No rough uh, guarding the right side. Letting some ice plant crop into the fairway fingers up the cliffs of doom of eight, nine, and ten. Brilliant, subtle changes. Um, some of the bunkers for the AT&T that line holes like 15, that line holes uh, like 16 on the right, Normally, there would be a strip of rough. So you'd be fairway, rough, bunker. Now we have fairway running right into bunker. So those bunkers now, at least half that bunker is actually into the fairway. So we saw it happen with Mickelson late in his round yesterday. Thought he put it in the fairway. Normally, it would roll out to like a first cut, sit up top, rolled right out Mm -hmm. into the bunker. I love the changes. They're subtle, but they're smart. They look great. Well done, USGA, on this setup so far. You got 36 holes to go. Don't mess it up. Just get out of the way. And don't mess it up, right, Adam? Absolutely. And, you know, we've seen the past since really, you know, Chambers Bay. Even the last time that the U.S. Open was at Pebble Beach, they sort of lost those greens by the end of it. And we've seen some wild setups in the past couple of years. Obviously, Shinnecock was abysmal yeah. last year going yeah. from an unplayable golf course to the easiest to an easier setup on the Sunday. So hopefully they don't touch it up too much. Yeah, I don't, and I don't care if 12 under wins. Or to, I don't care what the number is. Just make it. It's a challenge. And it's good. Mm-hmm. Let's leave it. Mm-hmm. My weird this week, and we touched on this earlier with uh, Rory McIlroy. Uh, like, love Rory. When when Rory's at his best, it, it's beautiful to watch. But there are some moments in a round with Rory where you just you can't figure it out. And he's three under par yesterday, and he's bogey-free when he gets to the 12th hole. He makes par at 12, a sloppy bogey at 13. Mm-hmm. And then he makes double bogey yeah. from 100 yards for his third shot. Center of the fairway at a par five. He's one of the best players in the world. You could stand there with a large bucket and never make double. And it's just one cardinal sin after another. Like stuff that an 18 handicap knows not to do. Okay? Like uh, hits it right of the flag on 14 with a giant false right. You just don't hit it right of that flag. Like all day. You hit left or long all day. He hits it short right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Why, why are you even... Look at bringing that even into play. It was puzzling, you know, and, and even wa- listening to his post round presser, he was saying that, you know, he was watching the early telecasts and Woods and Spieth did the exact and same wa- thing. Right. There's you know? almost something with Rory, and it's almost like he gets it's almost like he gets outside of his body and starts watching it happen. And it starts happening quicker, and he can't control it. It's like one bad decision. Then, then the flop shot from the tight lie. Then the, I mean, like it is one bad decision after another, and it compounds. It's almost like he has, for a moment in time, completely lost the ability to think or, or make a decision. And, it, and, and normally when you see pros do this, and Peter Costas says this all the time, when guys are under pressure and they're feeling the heat of the moment, the first thing that goes for them is their decision-making ability. That's how you know someone's feeling pressure. They don't think clearly. This is a Friday afternoon at at the U.S. Open. You are five under par. You are on cruise control. This is not a pressure situation. This is not Sunday afternoon trying to win the U.S. Open, okay? I makes no sense. I can't explain it. And then what happens? Birdie, 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 erases (laughs) the double. He should be at seven at worst. He's at five, and if he can do anything off the tee on the par fives, he can't keep it in the fairway on the well, par fives. Yeah, and then on 18, he blows it way right into the rough, has to lay up. And That's what I mean. Hasn't made a birdie on par fives. So what is happening to the Rory brain? I don't know. But when he gets out of his own way, 
When he gets out of his own way, you see what happens because you saw what ha- yeah. happened in Hamilton. Yeah. And by what this week, I could have gone either way. So we want to give a <clears throat> we want to give a special uh, uh, acknowledgement to Patrick Reed. Oh yes. and the snapping of the wedge on oh. eighteen. But he's not my what. We just got to acknowledge him. Oh yes. My what is, I, and the reason it's my what is that we know what Patrick Reed is. Okay. Whether you know, most people dislike him, and I say most people, I'm talking about the golf fan base community. I'm not talking about people that know Patrick personally. I don't know Patrick personally. I've interviewed him like four times. Always nice to me. I have no personal issue with Patrick Reed. I don't know the man personally, and I don't know anyone who knows him personally. But his public persona, what I'm referring to, he's not a, a well liked, a well loved character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what you you know what you get with Patrick. He doesn't try to pretend. He's anything else. Right. But he wears it on his sleeve. Jordan Spieth, I'm not so sure. And there has been some interesting run-ins with his management team and his agent over the last several years um, with media, with tournament organizers, uh, governing bodies, etc. Nothing front-page National Enquirer worthy, but just little sandpaper, let's say. And Jordan, in the first couple of years he was out on tour, maybe the sweetest guy in the world out there. In the last couple of years, there's certainly a difference there. Mm. Uh, and what we saw on, was it Thursday night, yep. with him and Michael Greller, <clears throat> like basically scolding him on Shoot live him. national TV, blaming Michael Greller for... Two balls that went long. First, the tee ball that ran out into the wa- into, into the water, mm-hmm. and then the second ball over the green into the ha- into the thick rough above above the green on number eight. Listen, I'm not excusing Michael Greller, saying he doesn't have a part of this. He probably gave his input. It's what a caddy does. He's there to give input. He's there to give information. Allow a player a sounding board. There ain't a single golfer on the PGA Tour. There ain't a single golfer on any tour in the world that doesn't that takes every. Word yeah. that Caddy has as the Bible and doesn't have his own input on pulling a club and hitting a shot. I've never met a Caddy who's ever hit a shot on yeah. the PGA Tour, okay? So you've played multiple practice rounds, okay? You know Pebble Beach. You know it runs off down the right side. Now they've created more of a runoff, but still, you've been out there. You've been scouting the property. Jordan, if you hit it in to the ocean on eight and then you hit it long, there's no one to blame but yourself. Greller gave the best information he had. He may have been wrong, but you should know enough to he's played the golf course. It's play not the, like golf the first course. time he's played it before. Thank you. Right. Thank you. And he and 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 if you have a problem with that, here's the other problem I have with that too. In good partnerships, whether it's marriages, whether it's business, whether it's caddy and player on back, those things need hockey rooms, as you would know. Oh yeah. And you follow hockey, you still work hockey, you're still on the NHL beat. Those communications need to happen behind closed doors between coaches and players, Mm -hmm. caddies and uh, player, husband, wife, business partners. You don't air your laundry like that on a Thursday night and watch the whole world pull your, uh, like, go, like, basically, Jordan Spieth came across like like a spoiled brat, complete a-hole is what he came out looking like. I'm not saying he's that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that's what he looked like. Yeah, it was it was puzzling to see, and you know, for years he's been, as you said, this 
kind guy. And we've seen he, he's always a talker to his golf ball. He always sort of asked to, to sit or whatever. Yeah. But um, th- this was crazy. And this actually goes back to the Fox broadcast. They have more microphones on the fairways, too. So maybe if it was another telecast, he wouldn't have picked that up. But, but he was very animated about, about his disappointment in Michael. Michael, that's two well, in a row. And, and then even um, on Friday, his ball, he wasn't blaming this on Greller, but his he was in a fairway bunker and his shot hit a rake, which was just outside the bunker. Right. And he said, oh, there's a rake there? Right. Sort of looking at... Greller, but not really blaming it on him, but he sort of blamed it on Away from the golf course. You would never see Williams and Woods do this in the heat no. battle. Think of the battles those two went through. Oh, yeah. Bones and Mickelson for 25 years. Never, a, never, right? And don't tell me, these are relationships. Things are going to happen. They kept them away. Mm-hmm. What is what is Spieth doing? What is Spieth yeah. doing? Yeah. So, All right, on the other side, we did have a Canadian make the cut. Nick Taylor, we'll hear from him next. He has the opportunity to speak with Bob Weeks, who's in Monterey with TSN. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Where did the show go, Adam? It's flown by. Completely done. Looking forward to the Time next... flies when you have fun. It is. Looking forward to the next 36 holes of the U.S. Open. Uh, let's do some leaderboard updates. Leaderboard updates brought to you by Oshawa Golf and Curling Club. Since 1906, the home of golf in Durham now offering trial memberships with unlimited access for 2019. To find out how you can visit and join, go to oshawagolf.com. Tradition, community, golf. Adam, big news on the LPGA right now for Canadian golf fans. Yeah, the Meyer LPGA Classic. Brooke Henderson, your leader after 36 holes. Rounds of 64-64. She's off at 11.53 a.m. Eastern time. Could be some Canadian history. Could become the all-time winningest Canadian professional golfer. And she turns 22 in September. Brooke Henderson, unbelievable story. Yeah, that's great. Here we go. Uh, Gary Woodland, your leader. U.S. Open. Two-shot lead over Justin Rose at 7-under. Louis Oosthuizen trying to become the first... Uh, player in quite some time, along with Nicholas and Woods, to win at St. Andrews and Pebble for their Opens. Well done there, Louis. He's three off the pace, played great yesterday. Aaron Wise, Rory McIlroy, five under. Large group at four, including Kepka and Kuchar. Kuchar already with two wins this year. Spieth at one under, and Woods at even par. Mickelson at one under. Adam, who do you like? Well... On our uh, on our preview shows, um, or I, I should say our year in review shows that we did last uh, October mm-hmm. November, um, I picked Xander Shoffley to win the U.S. Yes, Open. yes, you did. I'm sticking with that. All right, he's right here. He, was he, he three has, or he's now? Three, three under. He yeah. had a bit of a shaky round uh, on Friday, but uh, he was five under on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, his third career appearance at the U.S. Open. He has two top tens. Um, he was tied for second at the Masters back in April. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking out for Xander. It's, I'm really curious to see how both Rory McIlroy and Brooks Kepka. You, you think for Kepka at some point there's going to be a letdown, 
but I mean, you know, his his mind is his mental game is unbelievable. I'm sure he's probably pushing some weights in the gym right now. Uh, but what, what what do you what do you think? Well, I picked uh, Tiger Woods to win his 15th major at Pebble Beach, and I was wrong because he won his 15th at Augusta. <laughs> uh, so this would be 16. I'm not sticking with Tiger. No. I think he's too far out of it. I think Shoffley, for that matter, is not going to win either. Yeah. He's too far out of it. Um, again, the weather can change things. Um, I still think Rory McIlroy is playing the best golf as anyone right now. And I still think Rory is going to figure out a way to have a chance to win this. So I'm going to go with Rory McIlroy winning the U.S. Open, going back-to-back opens, and having an opportunity for the first time since Tiger Woods to in 2000 to becoming a Triple Crown winner mm-hmm. of Canadian Open, U.S. Open, Open Championship. And if Rory does that, of course, when we get to the Open Championship, he'll have a chance at the Triple Crown, which Lee Trevino did back in the 70s. And the last guy to win the week before a major championship, Rory McIlroy. There you go. So there we go. All right, we got to get going. Uh, 20 Weeks Taylor May continues. Follow us on Twitter, at Golf Talk Canada, and Instagram, at Golf Talk Canada. Send us your Bushnell, uh, Bushnell stories for a chance to win new Bushnell, Bushnell product, at Bushnell Golf, and at Golf Talk Canada. Thank you so much for listening. We're back. One hour U.S. Open recap show this week on Golf Talk Canada TV. Remember, first good decision of the golf course always starts in the closet. Thank you for listening. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.com.